From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why you need to recognize that the problem isn't your spouse. The problem is the problem. And actress Emma Thompson had this to say about problems. She said, any problem, big or small within a family, always seems to start with bad communication. Someone isn't listening. Woo! Calling people out. I think we've been there before. We've definitely been there before. Like that could be, you know, our entire marriage. Every time we've had a problem, there's been a communication problem as part of that. Yep. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, this show is no exception. So we start with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the One Extraordinary Marriage show, welcome. We're so glad to have you. The hug is an opportunity for you to share mm-hmm. how the One Extraordinary Marriage Show or resources has impacted your own marriage to give hope and encouragement to others in the one family. And you can send your hug to us via email or call in at that number that Tony gave at the beginning of the show, the 858-876-5663 number. Leave us a voicemail and we'll play your hug on the air. Mm-hmm. But each hug is sponsored and this hug is sponsored by one extraordinary marriages he zigs she zags get your communication on the same path and you can check out this program at he zigs she zags.com but i want you to think about something i want you to think about how you felt when you first met your partner do you remember how close you were like you were soulmates like you could talk about anything and you probably mm-hmm. spent hours we talking did. about everything i know we did we mm-hmm. you know we had the long distance bills to prove it and then life seems to happen to the two of you, right? All that conversation that used to last hours now lasts minutes if it even happens at all. Well, imagine having that same level of connection, communication, and intimacy that you had in the beginning for the life of your marriage to become one of those couples that celebrates your 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary while being completely in love and connected to one another. And that's also for those of you who want to go 5, 10, or even 15. Absolutely. He zigs, she zags, gives you the tools that you need to have the communication you desire. This is not just about looking into each other's eyes and sharing your deepest feelings. This is about giving the two of you a map to better communication. Get yours today at he zigs, she zags.com. And actually this week's hug is from somebody that had picked up the program. They said, after a couple of weeks, my husband and I finally started he zigs, she zags last night. We're taking it slow so we can digest and discuss each session. Just the whole idea of scheduling things like the state of our marriage talk, sex, the six intimacies is such a revelation. Mm. The power of intentionality is transformative. We have agreed to at least one. I'm sure it'll be more as we go along. Weekly time to discuss marriage related topics. Something we've never done before. Wow. That's awesome. Just as a side note, most everybody that we've ever talked to about scheduling in your marriage has said the same thing that this wife has said. We've never done that before. Right. I, and I just want to repeat what she said. The power of intentionality is transformative. That's what we see. She said, we have a few hours in the car this weekend, and this will give us the perfect opportunity to share what we learned yesterday about being vulnerable. Mm. My husband's curious about the idea of masks, as this is a new concept for him. With each podcast I listen to, I feel so thankful for both of you. It's wonderful to be part of the one family 
And today I just learned where one originated from in scripture, listening to podcast number 308, To Become One. Right. So we are so thrilled to have you as a listener. And uh, thank you for sharing your words. Thank you for sharing how he zigs, she zags is transforming your marriage, how you're seeing that you're going to be able now to have conversations about taking off the masks. Right. Right. I mean, that was something we had to learn the hard way. So I'm so glad that you're like, you know, years ahead of us. And you know, she mentioned the state of our marriage conversation. That has Vital. been such, such a, a piece of the puzzle, such an unlocking of the puzzle for so many couples. So if you have not gotten he zigs, she zags yet or before, now's the time to get it. If you've gotten it before, now is the time to open it back up. And start putting those modules back into practice in your own marriage. Yeah, totally. But like Tony said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about problems, right? And this show actually came out of a conversation, a coaching conversation that I had with a husband and wife this past week. Um, they've been struggling with their finances, like virtually everybody that's been married for you know more than half an hour. We right. have some, yeah, you're going to have some struggles with finances. It, it's going to come, you know, you've got spenders married to savers and savers married to spenders. You've got losses of jobs. You've got credit card debt. You've got all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and we all had different role models and, and different ways that our own families talked about finances or handled finances. So it's not surprising when somebody says, I'm struggling with finances. And if that's you, you're not alone. Finances are an area that so many couples struggle with, just like this one that I was talking to this week. And, and they were sharing with me that they've been struggling with their finances and the, the struggling to get on the same page as far as how to tackle their finances, how to tackle this problem. Yeah. And I just wanted to say financial intimacy is one of the six intimacies. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those that as we go through our marriage, we need to make sure that we are spending time in it and around it and talking about it with our spouse. Because if not, it can pull away and make that wheel a little broken mm-hmm. when we look at those six forms of intimacies. And, and you know what? For those of you who don't know the six forms, I'm going to put a link. We have a great post that talks about all six of them and what they are. I'll put that here in the show notes for uh, this show. So in this couple situation, uh, you know, as they're struggling with what to do, they're trying to pay off debt. Uh, you know, one of the things that they're struggling with is the wife has the way that she wants to do things. And the husband has the way that he wants to do things. So right now they're having lots of arguments, lots of tension, lots of frustration all wrapped around this and nothing's getting done, right? Mm. The, the finances aren't being handled because right now, every time they have a conversation, you know, they're getting stuck in their stubbornness. Like, well, it's gotta be my way. Well, your way is wrong. No, it's it, well, then you're wrong, right? And, and, and so it becomes this, this frustration that, you know, my spouse doesn't see things the same way I do. So let's just get angry about it. And, you know, we open the show talking about finances, but it's not just about finances, folks. So many of you are running into these same scenarios where, you know, it's dealing with, you know, communication. He mm-hmm. never talks to me. She always wants to talk or, or why can't we have sex more? Why don't, you know, why do you need sex all the time? Or, you know, why you, don't let, you initiate, why aren't how, you? you know, how are you initiating? I don't see it. I don't understand it. It doesn't happen. It's non-existent. Right. We have our kids. Well, one wants a parent one way. One wants a parent another way. You know, one says yes to something. The other one says no. The, you know, one parent says no. And the kids get a little deceptive and they go around your back and they say, and they go to the other parent. The other parent says yes. And you know, so there are all these different ways. And some of you are just sitting there going, oh my gosh, like they've just described our marriage. The only reason we're able to do that is because 
It's our marriage we've too. Been, we've been there as well. And, and the truth of the matter is, and I want you to hear these words very clearly, your husband or your wife is not the problem. The problem is the problem. So if it's, if it's your finances, it's not that your wife doesn't see things the same way that you do. It's that you have a problem with your finances. If it's the kids, it's not that your husband doesn't do things the way you want them to. And so it's all about your husband's problem. It's we've got to come up with a solution for how to discipline the kids. Right. So often couples are getting stuck in this idea. Well, if you don't see things my way, then you're the problem. And then we start doing battle with each other. And half the time, you're like, I'll talk to a couple in a coaching session. I'm like, what are you guys fighting about? Well, I don't know. They're just wrong. Okay. That gives us very, very little to work with. Mm -hmm. Right. We've got to be able to, in our marriages, to accurately identify the problem. Because if you two are doing battle with each other all the time, if it's always got to be, you know what, I'm just going to dig my heels in and I have to be right. I will tell you more often than not, you'll be wrong. And, and the reason that you'll be wrong is because it matters to you more to be right than to figure out a solution to the problem. Right. You know, and, and I want to go take you back to your wedding vows, each one of you, because at some point in time, there was something about like this whole idea of two become one. It's really actually the verse that brought one extraordinary marriage into being and that type of thing, right? But when the two of you become one, that means that the two of you are playing on the same team. Your spouse is not your enemy. They're not your opponent. They're not the person that God put into your life simply to have you do battle with someone on a daily basis. That's not the role of your spouse. Your spouse is, is your partner. They're your helper. They're your, your sidekick. They're your other half. Notice I did not say better half. We're not doing comparison and judgment here. They're your other half, right? And this two become one. For there to be one whole, there has to be two halves. And they have to work together to make one. That's, that's why you so desperately need to clarify your challenges and realize that it's not your spouse. And I just want to say that team concept, you know, playing on the same team is not something new. We did a show, actually it's episode 128. And again, I'll put a link to this called Playing on the Same Team. Playing so, on the same team. One twenty. Uh, just real quick. One twenty-eight for uh, for you guys that are maybe new to the podcast. That would have been roughly four years ago. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, two hundred episodes. Two hundred episodes. Yeah. But I, I went to it because as Elisa was talking, you know, we are on the same team, and we got to get back to that, right? We got to get back to hey, we're here together. We 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 made those vows together, and and too often it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I lose when, when I, when it's all about me, I lose team. I lose we like, what are we doing together? And believe me, I have been there at times. And, and even recently, you know, I, I become selfish. It, it's all about me and my, my needs. And yet when we're on, when we're playing on the same team, um, and I'll just give you a little, a hint of what we talk about there, but go listen to it again. 128 and I'll have the show, uh, the show, a link in the show notes. T is for talk. E is for effort, A is for attitude, and M is for motivation. Mm-hmm. So are you, are, as you're listening to this, you know, even as we talk about, you know, your spouse isn't the problem. You guys are on that same team. You know, you're talking together. You're, you're putting in the effort together. There's an attitude shift that you both have, right? And you're motivating each other to go against the problem, be it finances, 
you know, be it the the loss of a, a job, maybe it, it might be setting up boundaries mm-hmm. around specific people, coworkers, family, friends. You guys are on that team together. And an analogy would be if you're on a football team, right? If you're on the football team, there's 11 players out there. We're all playing together. You don't see one of the other, you don't see your player jump on the other side of the line and go help the defense if you're on offense. You just don't. We work together as a team to go after the touchdown. If, if you're offense, if you're on defense, you're going after the quarterback or, or you want to get at the interception or the fumble. But you're right. not going to fall. If you were on defense, you wouldn't jump the line to go help the other team score. Right. Just something to think about. Well, and, and I love that analogy because when couples are doing battle with each other, they're, they're playing this, like, let me play on one side and you play on the other side. And every interaction in that scenario becomes another opportunity for one person to win. And one to lose. One person to lose, which is, is exactly my point, is that you know, if you're playing this as a game where you're playing on opposite sides, then think about it. Every opportunity, every interaction is an opportunity for somebody to win and somebody to lose, for somebody to be right and somebody to be wrong, for one person to have their point of view imposed or enforced and the other person to have to simply accept it or you know, be subordinate to that. And, and when, you put, when you set your marriage up for a win-loss scenario, what does it do to your marriage if somebody is losing? What does it do to the mindset in your marriage if someone is losing? If there's always a winner, there's always a loser, hmm. right? We have seen so many marriages destroyed because of this idea that we're going we're gonna to attack each other instead of the problem, right? There's no love when you're attacking each other. Mm-hmm. You, you simply can't attack somebody in a spirit of love. It, 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 the two are mutually exclusive. You know, you'll know that you're getting to this point when, when the constant conversations are not conversations anymore. They become arguments. Like every time you open your mouth, you're just waiting for your spouse to jump on you or you're jumping on them with your words. You, you lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish, right? What started out as a discussion about finances becomes this accusation or this guilt dump on somebody else for the way they're handling things instead of saying, you know what? We're spending too much money. What can we do to accomplish this? And you also know when this is happening, you know, besides the fact that you're having arguments all the time, you know, when all of a sudden, you know, like you stop to breathe because we all know when we get in those arguments where we're just like one word tumbling out of our mouth after another. And then all of a sudden you take a breath and that thought flashes through your mind. What are we even arguing about? Right. If you can't mm-hmm. think about what you're arguing about, chances are you're attacking your spouse and you're not trying to solve the problem. That's when you need to take a step back and say, hold on a second. Where, where is the real problem in here? Why are we not showing love to one another? Why are we not attacking this? When did it become okay that I could use my words to wound the person that I am supposed to love? Right? That's what happens when you lose sight of the problem. That's what happens when you make your spouse the problem instead of the actual problem. Target all those energies. You have so much energy. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. When you guys start attacking each other, there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of negative energy that can well up inside of a person. 
And it comes out in words and actions and storming out and slamming doors and, you know, tantrums and all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. A lot of energy. What would happen, guys, if you directed that energy towards coming up with a solution for the problem? How much faster could you solve it if you weren't doing battle with the person that shares your last name in your bed? How, many how much faster could you get to a place of reconciliation if it wasn't about being right, but rather about being unified? And I say this because we have been there. There have been times, I will tell you, um, I, I'm a self-professed stubborn person. There are many times in my marriage when I've had to be right, or if not right, at least have the last word, right? Even when I wasn't talking to Tony, in a sense, that was the last word because I'm like, well, I can out-silence you. So you just keep doing whatever you want because I'm going to have the last word by not saying anything. And I was mighty and righteous and proud. And you know what? It did nothing for my marriage except to keep digging this hole that was deeper and deeper that we couldn't get out of for a good long time. Mm -hmm. There's a nice wedge. There's a nice canyon, I should say, in between us, which, you know, got us to that point of how do we even break the silence anymore? Mm -hmm. How do we even how do we even start that discussion again? Because in my mind, Tony was always wrong, right? So like, I'm going to let you know that you're wrong. I'm going to tell you, I, I don't agree with you. We're not doing that. Like I just, I, I refused <laughs> to believe that I could actually compromise or come to some kind of working solution with my husband. Like if I had an opinion, it was my opinion and my opinion only. So figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that attitude is so destructive in marriage because a lot of times we'd be talking about finances and I'm like, well, I want to spend what I want to spend. And he's like, sweetheart, we don't have the money, right? So you can, you can like, that's all good, fine and dandy. You can want to spend what you want to spend. But if the dollars aren't there, you're spending air, mm -hmm. right? You're putting us into debt. Right, that's not working. Or the arguments that we would have about sex. Well, you just, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, before we started on the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, before we got, you know, our priorities and our marriage back in sync, I can't tell you how many times I would just look at Tony and be like, you just always want sex. Like, you know, and it was all that, like an attack on his character. Like, oh, men are, this is just what men do, right? Men, and I, I was just like, I can hear the voice to this day, I can hear the voice that I would direct at Tony. And it was full of, it was full of disgust. It was full of anger. It was just, it was yuck. Like even doing it now, just simulating it for the show, it really makes me feel gross for no better word. And so you think about it, you're like, if I'm spewing that towards my spouse every day, instead of saying, you know what, why aren't we having sex? Like what's going on between the two of us that our sex life has dropped off? Where are we disconnected, right? Because mm -hmm. that's, that's the real issue. Like we've become so disconnected in, because of something and we need to figure out what that something is. But it's not that you always want sex or I never want sex. It's what's going on in our dynamic? What's going on between the two of us that we're not connected? What's going on between the two of us that, that our finances are out of whack? What's going on between the two of us that, that every argument, it seems to be about how you, right, you do this with the kids or I don't do this with the kids or I, you know, I, I don't ever pick up after myself or like whatever the nag is, right? Guys, this is the person 
that you love. This is the person that you stood up before God, your friends, your family, and who knows what else and said, I love this person above everyone else. You didn't say, stand up there and say, you know what, this looks like a really good person to have a fight with every day for the next, I don't know, 15 to 20, maybe 50 years, right? You didn't say that. You didn't say, I'm going to pick every possible fight I can because you know what, they look cute when they're angry. Nobody says that on their wedding day. No, not at all. And I, you know, we've been talking about bigger issues, you know, Alisa brought up finances and sex and communication so your emotional intimacy and as she was talking i started thinking about what where are the little things in our marriage in the little areas that we would we would argue about and still to this day sometimes will you know because it's those little things those little foxes that start eating away at us at our core at who we are at our spouse the way we see them and view them and so some of the things that just started crossing my mind laundry cleaning the bathroom, hair all over the hair all over the bathroom. That's, you know, that's something that does happen. Um, washing dishes, filling the dishwasher. Um, y- you know, getting the car washed, making sure that, you know, the oil's been changed, maybe some outdoor chores. I mean, we have a zero scape here at our at our current place, so we don't really have a lot of grass to cut. We have none, honestly. But those are like those little things that we see as like Oh, it's just that. It's not It's not that big of a deal. And yet, it's an issue. It's a problem that you're attacking your spouse on instead of coming together as a team and maybe just figuring out some way that the two of you can honestly just take care of it together and not let it nip at you like those little foxes do. And, mm-hmm. and if you want to know about the little foxes, read in um, Song, Solomon. Of Song of Solomon. And... It just takes you away. So it doesn't have to... A lot of times we in, in our marriages, we'll look at the big things. Oh, it's that. And yet, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. That if we're not on the same team doing the little things, how are we going to do the big things together? That's good. So right now, in your marriage, it may be those little things. You might be newly married and you're trying to figure out how the heck to even like cohabitate in the same, you know, one bedroom apartment together because this is new to you. This is new. Like I got this guy sleeping next to me and I was used to just, you know, I had my own space, my own room, my own home, whatever it was. And now there's a pile of laundry that I'm not used to seeing because my clothes get done and he's not doing his right that is a prime opportunity for you guys to start discussing about not a him problem or a his problem or a her problem. But as a team, we are going to figure out how this is going to get handled mm-hmm. together. Civilly, we're going to talk about that and make it work. I get it. But it's those little things. If we can work on the little stuff, you know, we're going to be able to handle the bigger stuff together. We're going to be able to, to handle the tens of thousands of maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars that are going to flow through your family, you know, and how are we going to deal with that? You know, as you become and as you prosper in, in all that area in areas of life, how are we going to deal with that? But what are the things, the little things right now that you got to look at? You know, so as you, you've been listening to the show, I know a lot of you have been thinking, you know what, gosh, that's us. 
Like I've been doing a lot of battle lately and, and you know you're doing a battle. I mean, you can ask yourself the question, you know, are we having the same arguments over and over again? Well, that's a sign of battling, right? Or, you know, when we start talking about something, do I have to be right? Do I have to be, yeah. do I have to win? Or does my spouse have to be right all the time? Does my spouse have to win? That's a sign that you guys are doing battle. You know, and then you need to really start thinking, what do we fight about? What are those repeat arguments? I mean, I, I get couples all the time in coaching who are like, we go through cycles. We fight about the same thing like every, you know, however many, whatever their cycle is, every two weeks, every two months, every, you know, six months, whatever it is. What are those things? Is it the finances? Is it the kids? Is it laundry? Like Tony said, is it the yard work? Is it the garbage? Is it, you know, time? Is it sex? Is it date nights? What is it in your marriage? And if it's multiple things, don't freak out. Uh-uh. Just tan- like start with one, mm-hmm. right? Don't, don't try and like do a complete marriage overhaul where you're like, okay, we're going to fix everything right now. That puts a lot of pressure on you guys. Pick, pick one. Have success. Have success. You know, write it down. Hey, over the next two, two weeks, over the next week, over the next month, this is the one area we're going we're gonna to address, mm-hmm. Right. Household chores. This is the one area we're going to address over the next two weeks. Boom. Let's go after it. And that's when you need to identify what are you actually trying to accomplish, right? You know, when you have a conversation with your spouse, do you just want to be heard, right? If so, ask them. I'd love for you to just listen to my thoughts on this. And if you've been asked that question, keep your mouth shut and just listen. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to see something changed? Okay, then come to the table. Is there just saying, well, you need to do this, right? Because we're so good at pointing out what our spouses need to do. Right. It's like, oh, well, if they just change their behavior, then we'll be all good. Come to the table with how you're willing to change to create a different environment in your marriage. You know, we, we discuss this in uh, the emasculated man. Elise mm-hmm. and I were discussing how I was I was frustrated. And Elisa came to the table going, you know what? I, I get it. This is what I need to do to make that adjustment. So that way we don't get to that spot again. So we're not at that place again where you you feel attacked and and under, you know, under pressure to to not do something, you know, this and that. So you know, kudos to her for doing that because that that takes a lot. It takes a lot to look at yourself and go I see where I have to make a change here in this marriage. I mean, it, it, it does. And for those of you who can and do do it, and I believe each and every one of you can do that, you can look at yourself and go, I can make that change. It, it's, a, it's, it's honorable. Mm. It really is. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. And a lot of people don't say it. But really, it's honorable when you can just go, man, uh, I'm causing some angst in, the, in my family and in my relationship. And I'm going to make a shift so I, so we can get back on that path together. Mm-hmm. You know, and the final thing that you guys need to do is you need to identify what is your goal, right? What are you really trying to accomplish? You know, do you want to have a monthly cash flow plan so you know where your dollars are going and, and you know, so you both have an agenda for your finances? Do you want to implement the intimacy lifestyle? Right. So we're not we're not arguing about whose turn it is to initiate because we don't remember or or how many times a week we're having sex. We just want to have a plan mm-hmm. for it. Do we want to you know have a strategy for when, you know, if the kids ask us something that might be questionable, a strategy where we're like, OK, you know what? Whenever the kids ask us about like this area, let's just you and I just 
like connect real quick via text or, you know, if we're not in the same place or, you know, like we'll just say, hey, we're going to go talk in the bedroom and we'll have a, like, what's your strategy? Because if you have a solution, you have empowerment in your marriage, right? When you're working towards a solution, that's empowering the two of you to say, you know what? We are coming at this with all of the power that the two of us collectively have. It's not just him or her trying to figure this out. It's us. And there is so much power in the us, folks. There is so much power in the we. You know, me doing battle against Tony, there's no power there. There, there's a lot of anger and energy, but there's no unified power. When we get on the same team and say, we're going to tackle this area of our marriage together, then you know what? There are mm-hmm. things that don't bother me nearly as much because I know he's got my back and he knows I've got his. Mm-hmm. So this week, identify the problem, not your spouse, and then find a way using these strategies to come up with solutions. We'd love to hear. If you guys want to call and leave us feedback at that 858-876-5663 number, leave us feedback. Say, this was our problem and this was our solution. We'd love to just have a few of those to play on a future show mm-hmm. to say this is what couples accomplished when they got intentional about taking their spouse out of the problem role and coming up with solutions in their marriages. Yep. Go out there this week. Find, find the one problem not your spouse, find the problem, really, that, that, that one problem, be it small or a bigger one, be it laundry or your monthly finances. Pick it, find it, and come together and start talking about it this week. Look at each other in the eyes. Talk to each other and say, you know what? You're not the problem. I'm not the problem. The finances are the problem. The laundry pile over there, that's the problem. Let's come up with a solution together so it doesn't bug us anymore. It just we just take care of it, and and we're gonna just move forward from that point, and then find the next one, and the next one, and the next one, you know, until you. you and, and believe me, once you find one and, and take care of it, there may be another one that that pops up a month later. Cool, that's the problem. Each of you are not. We love you guys. We do. We want to hear from you guys. So come on back to the show notes. Leave a comment. Call eight five eight eight seven six five six six three. Or you can email us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to hear from you. If conversation, though, is one of those areas that is that is just a sticking point. You're like, Tony and Lisa, I'd love to do that. And yet we can't even have a conversation. Then go check out He Zigs, She Zags. You can do that at hezigsshezags.com. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we will catch you soon. Bye.